This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You watched a movie on the weekend, Jim. What'd you see? I went and saw Jackass 4, or Jackass Forever, as they call it. Um, it's been in the theaters for a couple weeks, but I finally went and saw it. <laughs> well, you can finally go to theaters now, so that's a, a big part of why you hadn't seen it up to this point, because you're a fan, as, as am I, of the Jackass series. Yes, yes. And I laughed uh, a lot. I mean, the opening, the opening scene is always like a theatrical, dramatic, big budget, you know, uh-huh. usually action sequence. And, uh, you know, spoiler, it was just the guy's junk as dressed at painted green like Godzilla and walking through like a miniature town, like a small town with his, and then the guys are like running away from it in the town like a Godzilla movie, but his weird Wiener is Godzilla, if who's you can picture wiener? that. One of the guys, I forget, not one of, uh, the guy who's always wearing the, the thong, party boy, that guy with the long hair. <laughs> you know that guy? The guy who's so always... It's his bare wiener painted green. Yeah, yeah. And you know like the classic Godzilla movies, all the buildings are super small and then there's a guy in the Godzilla yeah. thing and he's crushing, but it was like the guy's wiener. Does it have eyes? <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. It's straight up. <laughs> and the balls are the feet. So it's like... <laughs> so it's very silly. But I have to say, the guys are looking old, and it was nice to see them again. But I, I hope, I think that this is this is probably it for the fellas. Further they, safety. They, further safety, and they're just out of ideas. I mentioned the wiener intro because it was 80% wieners being hurt or involved in all these. And I used to... They're, they're still funny, and in the Jackass movies, those scenes were always funny, uh-huh. but it was like every single one was junk-related, this movie. I, I think uh, the problem's you, Jim. You're growing up. No, no, no. I, I want to do a tally of all the Jackass. There's four of them now. How many are junk-related? This is definitely the most... Very wiener-heavy. And it was, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I was laughing, so was my girlfriend, and sometimes no, nobody in the theater was laughing except for us, so I, I don't know if it was a hit, but I mean, it was still funny, but I, I think they're out of ideas officially. What would you rate it? How many wieners up would you give Jackass Forever? I'd say five. Five wieners up. Five wieners up. It's pretty good. I guess we got to use this. Ryan went to a lot of trouble. This is, this is, uh... A uh, little piece of production that our Hamilton producer Ryan put together for us. Direct from the Taz and Jim newsroom, it's journalism at its finest. Boner news with Taz and Jim. Yeah, we got some boner news, Jim. Yes. You know there's always hot boner stories in the news at least once a week, so why yeah. not do a whole feature about it? Why them? not make it a recurring <laughs> segment? Uh, what's going on in Boner News? What's hot, or should I say, well, what's cold in Boner News? And there it is, right there. And I don't think it was... Well, let me, let me just get right into it here. Olympics just wrapped up, and there's some unforeseen injuries I've never heard of that happened at the Olympics in Beijing this year. Case in point... The cross-country skiers in Beijing, uh, that, that when that 50-kilometer uh, race was about to start, the weather was so cold, it kept on getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And eventually it was so cold, they're like, okay, it's no longer 50 kilometers. It's only going to be 30 kilometers. So it was th- literally that cold. They cut it short, pardon the pun. <laughs> Unheard of before this event, but they did it. 
the race took about an hour and 16 minutes. And if you watch these cross-country skiers, you know they're wearing like the skin-tight bodysuit. Not right. very thick, not very insulated. Not a lot of padding. Nuh-uh. Uh, so once the race was over, a Finnish skier was being interviewed by his like home country reporters, and he admitted that his penis was frozen during the race, and it was one of the worst injuries he's ever got. So when the Dinksicle. race was over, <laughs> when the race was over, it was like he didn't know what was going on, and he went to his medical team and said, "Like honestly, my my junk is frozen." Uh, like I'm actually injured right now, so they gave him uh, a heating pad, yeah. and you know he went to the medical emergency area, put the heating pad on. Is that why you use a heating pad? I wasn't sure. I was picturing like defrosting a hot dog in a bowl of water or something. <laughs> just seeing it slowly, slowly grow. <laughs> just dip it in there. No, I guess it was just like a you know when you toss in the microwave or whatever, okay. and he had it on there, and he said the when it froze, it was the worst fe- worst pain he'd ever felt, and or sorry, the second worst pain, and the worst feeling he felt was it unthawing, which if you've ever you know skated in an outdoor rink for like when two your hours, toes start coming back, yeah, that's such a crazy feeling. That stings. Wow. Well, he, the only reason we're joking about it is because he's okay, right? He's fine. I mean, short term, he's fine. I don't know. Long term, but there might be like a, one of those things, one of those little bags you put in your snow, snowboard gloves that you keep down your pants next time you do a cross-country Yeah, you need race. like, what are they called? Hot hot pockets? Hot pockets or something like that. Hot yeah. paws, maybe? I don't yeah, know. He needs, he needs to start uh, doing something for sure because <laughs> you don't want that to happen twice. Uh, we got a little tribute to... Remy Lindholm, the Finnish skier who had a frozen penis at the Olympics here. And Olympic skiers, Willie got too cold. He got a chilly willy and then his Johnson froze. It's the second time it happened. He should choose a different sport. Cause Remy Lindholm's Willie got too cold. Second time it's happened? Second time? What? I didn't read that in the article, but I mean... (laughs) Holy. I want to see you peacock, you peacock. Let's take a look at sports. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. The Winter Games wrapped up on the weekend, Dev. How did Canada end up doing with the medal count? Canada finished fourth overall in total medals. We had uh, four gold, eight silver, 14 bronze, so that's 26 total. Uh, we could have 27 if that cheater Russian ends up having her uh, <laughs> her medal pulled, and then we'd get another one. You don't have to say cheater Russian. I think at this point you can just say <laughs> Russian. <laughs> they can't even call their country their country at the Olympics because they cheat That's so true. much. Uh, well, kudos to all our Canadian athletes for working hard over there. I know it was kind of a, a dud winter games, but uh, we're still proud of you. Thank you for for representing our country at the Olympics that nobody watched. Uh, Let's talk hockey, Dev. There's a story that's caught your interest involving a referee getting attacked. Yeah, I'm surprised there's been no sort of uh, fine or suspension whatsoever for uh, Nathan McKinnon from this. So there was uh, a game that just happened where uh, Nathan McKinnon, as uh, the 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 Bruins uh, beat the Avalanche five to one, and at one point in the he game, he plays for the Avalanche, right? 
Uh, yeah, Nathan McKinnon plays for the Avalanche. At one point in the game, there's a face-off between the the Bruins and the Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon's a center. He took the face-off. He lost the face-off, and as they were going back towards uh, the Bruins' end of the ice, he his stick swings towards the official, which to me looked like it was a slash at the official. The NHL has investigated this and they have decided there will be no fine, no suspension, and that there was no intent in this whatsoever. And they say nothing happened. And so there will be no uh, penalty whatsoever. But when you look at it to me, he at the very least tried to hit the official, which to me should re- re- result in a suspension. It's abuse of an official. You're reviewing the tape there, Jim. What is your feeling on this? It does look like he's frustrated because he's putting his arms up like, where's my call? And then he swings at the official. But the Boston player is pretty close. It doesn't look like he even hit the referee. So this all seems like a who cares type thing. Like, the ref isn't complaining. There doesn't seem to be a suspension. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, people are obsessed with it. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it seems to be happening. Yeah, now. Dev. Why are you so obsessed with no, it, Dev? There, there is something going on where, like, <laughs> where, like missed calls. Uh, there's something going on in the NHL now where, like, you know, players are being called out for their behavior more. So I think it's part You'd of think that. You'd think if he purposely tried to assault a referee, they'd come down hard on him. I don't get it. To me, it's crazy that this is just being swept under the ice, so to speak. It's clear to me he tried to sweep at the referee and should be penalized for it. Hey, I watched the hottest show out there. Everyone's talking about this. The Tinder Swindler. Yes, I've heard about this. Great name. (laughs) Seriously, the Tinder Swindler. Mm -hmm. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Here's a little sample from the trailer. He took me to a five-star hotel. He said we had a special connection. It felt like stepping into a movie. And then in the middle of the night, he said there was something he wants to tell me. He said he has threats against him. He needs our cash. His life depended on me. Woohoo! Sorry, ladies, you got Tinder swindled. <laughs> First off, is this a movie or a series? It's a movie. It's just like a, movie. a yeah, okay. a two-hour documentary about this guy who uh, who preyed on uh, women who were looking for love on Tinder, and it really is unbelievable what he was able to achieve. Was he catfishing people with a different photo, or was he appearing as himself nope. and just telling these tall tales? He'd appear as himself. He would. Uh, he'd meet them. He had full-on relationships with them. He's a total d-bag. Like you hate the guy, but you can't help but be impressed with what he was able to achieve. Because I, I know people who have had affairs in the past, but they're not having an affair with multiple people while trying to scam them out of their money at the same time. Like, the organization (laughs) that it would take take the Tinder swindler to stay on top of everything, just not accidentally calling one of the girls the other girl's name. Oh, my God. He probably has Excel spreadsheets with their names and occupation on it. There there would have been a spreadsheet involved, for sure. (laughs) But you haven't seen it yet, Jim. I don't want to ruin too much. Yeah. You haven't I, watched it. I, I caught the gist. I knew like it was a guy who was scamming people, but I didn't know how exactly. 
I, I, I didn't give away the whole. You got to watch it. Watch it with Sarah too. Yeah. Well, I'm just listening She'll to that it. little clip you paid, and like, you know, one of the things he asked for was hundred and forty thousand dollars. And if he somehow got that from a lady, first off, how does she have hundred and forty thousand dollars lying around? She takes out a loan. <laughs> This is how good this guy is at swindling. God, people just want to find love so bad, eh? That is the fault in humans. The crazy part is, and this is, you know, a bit of a spoiler, so if you don't want to know, turn the radio down, but the Tinder swindler has signed with a Hollywood agent, and he's trying to get a dating reality show now. Huh? Swindler Island? (laughs) Exactly. So, like... There's people out there knowing that he is the Tinder swindler that would still enter into a relationship with him, and that's bonkers. Yeah, it's like it's like murderers. You're like serial killers. They always, no matter how despicable a human is, there's a type that enjoys that type of human. Yeah, and they get letters in prison, right? Yeah, uh, marriage proposals, all that. Sure, the Tinder swindler. I wanna see you peacock, you peacock. Time for sports. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. Let's talk basketball. Uh, Starting with, was that the worst dunk competition ever, Dev? I would have to say so. Now, full disclosure, I did not watch it. I I keep uh, my streak alive of just boycotting all-star games altogether because I find them extremely boring. Uh, But I did see on Twitter, I saw a couple highlights uh, as well of like the best of the best from this. And from what I saw, it just seemed uh, like I made the right decision to not watch this whatsoever. You watched some of the dunks, Jim. Just a few. I think it was just the first round, but I I honestly turned it off. It was, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings because I hate when they bring out the props and things get too elaborate. I'm like, I just want to see the dunk. Uh And this, it was just boring dunks. I will also say, I think at this point, the judges crowd needs their own judges table to judge their reaction because it's like the judges reaction to the dunk is now more theatrical more than the dunk itself. It's like, because even when it's a bad dunk, the crowd, like the judges go crazy because they're, it's like they have to be more hyped than, than, the, than the dunk deserves. You know what I'm saying, Dev? Yeah, I, I do feel for the dunkers a little bit because, like, what do you do, right? I mean, at a certain point, it's it's hard to have something new that really wows people. I watched, like, every couple of months, I watched the Vince Carter uh, dunk contest from over 20 years ago now. <laughs> do you set it in your in your calendar, Dev? Like, a reminder no. comes up, oh, time to watch the Vince Carter dunk. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's, I'll, I'll think of Vince Carter or I'll see something yeah. on YouTube and you just go down a YouTube hole and watch. Watching Vince Carter's uh, dunk contest again, like he had everyone like like captivated, and it's hard to do that at, at this time just because there's been so much that's been done. I mean, you, even like there was a couple years ago, Amari Stoudemire was in it, and he had Steve Nash just like bouncing balls off his head, which it's not a great <laughs> dunk, and so it's it's they're. they're they're running out of ideas for dunks. Is, yeah. is the is big the one this time around was a guy dunked with boots on. What and he was wearing? <laughs> he was wearing boots, guys. <laughs> it, it's wait, it, moon boots? Because that seems unfair. It's like a prop comedian now. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Carrot top is <laughs> pulls a rabbit through the hoop. <laughs> Loving this this new uh, style of dunk competition. Okay, let's move on to LeBron James. We kind. Kind of now have a timeline for the remainder of LeBron's career, Dev. 
LeBron James never competed in a uh, dunk contest, by the way, one of the big crimes in uh, NBA history, I think. But uh, LeBron James said over the weekend uh, that he wants to play one final season with his son, Bronny. So his last year will be played with his son. So whoever drafts Bronny James will get LeBron James along with him. That's a good way to drive your son's uh, value up, isn't it? Because, uh, <laughs> like, what a publicity stunt. Whatever team gets him gets a bonus final season with LeBron. A 40-year-old LeBron James will not be the same as 30-year-old LeBron James, obviously, but it's still LeBron James. The marketing is incredible. I mean, I think we all remember when, uh, like, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. played with the Seattle Mariners mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, it's, it's very rare to have these father-son combos. Bronny James is a 4 star uh, uh, recruit out of uh, his high so he, school he's in a good California. This, he, he, he's going to get drafted with or without uh, LeBron playing with him. I think he's a good prospect. And if you can get him and LeBron, uh, you got to go for it. Really looking forward to their bond growing as father and son until Bronny <laughs> misses a three-pointer in a clutch moment and they hate each other forever. <laughs> and he gets sent to his room. Yeah, yeah. Go to your room, son. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, I love being able to go out now, Jim. You know, we, we had some COVID restrictions lifted last week, so you can go do different things, see different people. And uh, I went to a hockey game yesterday, and then after the the hockey game, was walking with a friend of mine. You'll appreciate this. We saw a a sign outside a bar. It was open mic comedy night. Nice. So we're like, hey, let's go in and check out some comedy, have some laughs. So we go in there, and I'm not going to say who it is, but you know my buddies, and I'm sure you can figure it out. The guy I was with did not understand how open mic night works. <laughs> okay. So you got, uh, one of the comedians is up there doing his thing, and my buddy just stands up and walks up and says, hey, I got a joke, and he takes the microphone out of his hand. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and he tells a joke. Like he had some material ready? He, he had a joke ready to go. I can't remember what it was because I was in shock. I'm like, what are you doing? He got back. He sat down. He's like, that was good. Was it good? Was it a good one? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but that, I think you need to sign up if you're going to go up on stage. That other guy was doing his routine and you rudely interrupted him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he probably wasn't in the middle of a knock-knock joke, like I'm assuming your buddy was. Yeah, it was. Did a, he just go up and say a street joke? Is that what a, he did? It was a joke that he did not write himself. <laughs> right? So he tells a joke, but here's the worst part. What's the deal? So about, uh, about 45 minutes later, they're done or they're taking a break and we're leaving and we're walking out and some girl at the bar uh, grabs my buddy. He's like, I loved your joke. That was so funny. So no. she encouraged him. Do not. Now he's just going to be going in and walking up to microphones in the middle of performances all over the place. <laughs> Thinking he's crushing it. <laughs> so apologies to that, uh, that aspiring young comedian who got interrupted so rudely. Hmm. Uh, at open mic night last night. Did the uh, open micer at least uh, roast them and give them some crowd work after? Gave I know a, they're amateurs, but... Gave them a little roast, yeah. Okay. And so did the next two guys who came up. Gave them, gave them some material then. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it generated some laughs for sure, <laughs> especially for me. <laughs> who does that? A first print VHS copy of the movie The Terminator 
sold last week in an online auction for $32,500 U.S. Hmm. VHS tapes are so hot right now. And to talk about it, we've got our pal from Vagrancy Films, Weird James on the line. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Good. What is going on with the uh, the secondary market here for VHS tapes? Well, these guys, this is about the second resurgence I've seen in my old age, but these guys think these old tapes that were like, you know, they made millions of copies are worth worth money now. And apparently if you got the sealed ones still... You can you can hustle these tapes and get a lot of money, but uh, you know, I, I but but it's kind of making the market go crazy because everyone has got a copy of Cinderella or Fox and the Hound thinks they're sitting on a gold mine and it doesn't work that way. Like you know, yeah. it's not, it's, well they they told the, us that the Disney Vault only opens every once in a while. <laughs> we right, should have exactly. stocked up when we could have. Yeah, yeah, load up, yeah, but if. If you got listeners out there that you know think they got money in the basement, the ones that really hold their money uh, are like those adult size big box horror movie tapes and weird stuff. Like I, I can't, I copy like the Terminators going for that kind of money. They made millions of those tapes, so this is it's kind of jaw dropping, right? How, sure. how but they but they made a million copies of Super Mario Bros. And if you have a sealed copy of uh, the Super Mario Bros. original it, Nintendo game, that's it, also yeah. it's got to be sealed though, right? That's that's it. it's got to be sealed. You don't play it, which kind of makes which is funny too because i know i sold tapes to guys that didn't have the ending on it over the years and nobody complains because these guys just buy these tapes and put them in their uh you know the uh, like a little dresser and it's like the the action figure thing right where you you buy an action figure but you can't play with it you got to keep it in the case yeah yeah don't point just look at it it's conversation piece but i've also seen a lot of uh, vhs regret over few years where these guys spend all kinds of money and then the same tapes i see it being sold again because they you know got the visa bill and it's like oh my god what do they do right so it's uh it's a bit crazy what's going on out there but have you heard any uh, rumors of what movies or if in your educated guess like what movies would be the oldest would it be like casablanca if you found like an old uh un- uh, sealed one of that or is it like the yeah. cult classics that are better like the 80s it's stuff. The cult classic yeah the 80s stuff is still the the what people want and then you know which is super hard to find because a lot of those video stores the mom and pop stores they cut the box you know to fit it in their display case and that makes the value go down but you know there's still uh, a, a, a horror is is the number one thing that they want like mm. halloween consistently goes for you know hundreds of dollars and things like that evil and dead would be a big evil one, dead original ones yeah you know Personally, I like the fine footage, like when you go to Goodwill and it's like some handwritten label. Those are the ones I get excited about, you know. <laughs> what, what's on here? Know. What's on here? There's always like... Is this the me, next Pam and Tommy? <laughs> yeah, because there's always that little Pete fuzzy Mariana? spot. Yeah, yeah, Super Channel logo kicks on from four in the morning and back in the day. That's good stuff. Like, that's there's no stuff, question yeah. watching a movie on VHS. The quality is nowhere near what you can get no. uh, on a streaming service. So this is all just nostalgia it's stuff. It's charming. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And it's not like a vinyl record that on a good system, a 50-year-old record sounds great. Like, these tapes are garbage. They were garbage then and they're garbage now. And you, now you, these guys are like, you know, the, oh, it has mold on it. I'm like, well, you're not even going to watch it. Come on. You know what's surprisingly <laughs> hard to find these days is VCRs, quality old VCRs. Because uh, I'm collecting just not old, like, expensive VHS. It's just, like, memories of my childhood, like my favorite course, movies, yeah. just, for, just, for, yeah. just for jokes. But uh, it's hard to find a VCR player. Like, you go on Kijiji and they're like, $200 you know because there must be a limited yeah. supply of them 
That's right, and a lot of these guys are they're these called the VCRs are breaking down, right? So I think there is a market for somebody to make a cheap one again, you know, throw it on Amazon for eighty bucks. But yeah, though the used ones are sometimes eighty bucks at the Goodwill even or thirty mm-hmm. bucks. They used to be five bucks like five, six years ago. So what is the pinnacle know. of your collection, Weird James? Uh, with VHS I, tapes. Do you have anything? I, you good? Know, I, well, yeah, what I I can tell you what I, I wish I kept because I worked in distribution in the early nineties for the so I got so much free stuff where the the movie would come in a pizza box with a t-shirt and CD. Like if I would have known back then that that stuff, I would have kept all that stuff and flipped it, you know, but yeah, the I promo just, stuff is just, huge, right? Yeah. And it takes up so much space. So I like threw out so many tapes, but I still got a few hundred again of, of stuff. I recorded off direct TV in the nineties and stuff that I just transferred little bits and uh, get the commercials and stuff. To me, that's the only really value in VHS at this point is something weird or goofy that only played on TV or something like If that, we've got know. DVDs or Blu-rays at home, should we be holding on to those? <laughs> when's that, when's uh, that even, resurgence uh, no, coming? No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, the DVD, I don't know, man. I would get rid of it all. It just takes up so much space, but what am I to know? It's like, you know, everything goes in phases, right? You'll see the tapes go down again and then people will do it, but yeah. you know, there's still some horror movies that are getting made on VHS that are like brand new movies, right? So yeah. people love that. Well, bands, bands are now putting out uh, their new albums on cassette, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I guess the lesson here is never throw anything out. The hoarders never were right. <laughs> the hoarders are right. We're James right. from Vagrancy Films. Thanks for coming on the show, man. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.